Okay. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to fuck. fuck up the name again. I've already butchered it <laughs> enough as it is. So so he kills him, eats him, uh, and predictably gets caught because you put a fucking ad in the newspaper. You well, don't yeah, you fucking dummy. <laughs> so he gets Jesus. caught. He goes to jail. So in once he's in jail, the murderer, the guy that ate the other guy, sure, turns into. He decides to become a vegetarian. Shut. The fuck no, I, up, you, dude. You're making that. You just made I that shit up. I can send you the link. I'm staring at it right now. <laughs> Guy, you can't make this shit up. A body has been discovered by tourists in Russia's Ural Mountains at the famous Dyatlov Pass, an area with a murky history of unsolved deaths. Uh, the pass was the setting for a real-life Soviet mystery. The bodies of nine hikers were found almost 60 years ago, the cause of their deaths still unknown. We have a, a colorful graphic here that shows instances of bullshit like this are on the rise. I've seen The Exorcist about 167 times, and it keeps getting funnier every single time I see it! <laughs> the government's out to get ya, NASA's out to get ya, the NSA's out to get ya. Well, opinions are like assholes. Everybody has one. Police ask public not to shoot after recent Bigfoot sighting. Discussion we've been having lately about Bob Lazar and what he did at Area 51. We ain't found shit! Open the gates. Open the gates! They're here. Awesome, are you ready? I think so. You think so? Yeah. More well, as ready as I'll ever be. It's half the fucking battle, I man. I tell you what. Three cups of coffee, and the last cup of coffee may or may not have had a little bit of whiskey in it, so I'm as ready as I'm ever going to be. <laughs> I know. I usually don't pop a beer open at, like, you know, three o'clock in the afternoon at my time, but God damn it, I did on this one. You, know? you just kind of, something <sighs> now, and my whole three episodes, I guess, if we're counting this one now, it just seems like that's something you have to do. Like, I could never imagine sitting down, it's like, when I'm telling my friends they oh what are you doing after work well and this is the truth and this goes back to that whole weird thing about for whatever reason not wanting to talk about this is something we do oh i'm going <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. and gonna skype with a buddy of mine and we sit and we drink some beers and we shoot the shit and that's entirely true oh yeah oh but totally. it's but i never want to say oh yeah i'm recording a podcast for fear that they might actually go and listen to it or some fucking thing <laughs> um hey hey you but, know don't uh, fucking ruin our secret and don't let people think that right? this isn't a professional hobby i mean come on we gotta make sure we're on the same fucking page so here's a fun fact the beer that i'm going to be drinking after i'm done my coffee it's yeah. actually not that far off of your old stomping grounds it's deschutes oh yeah. from from bend oregon yep yep so which that one would only be a few hours away from where you used to be wasn't it man it was but northwest actually the deschutes is probably one of my favorite breweries i think dead guy ale was one of the first ones that i went man this is a fucking good microbrew yeah. I've got the fresh squeezed IPA. Oh, there you go. There you go. Well, you know, as we banter back and forth with, uh, you know, beers and et cetera, et cetera, welcome everyone to Strange Uncles. How you doing? I'm good, my friend. How are you? Not too bad. Been a long time, man. Yeah, it has. I mean, goodness, this was a difficult one to get set up, wasn't it? Like, I mean, if it Oof. wasn't something on your end that you had to do, it was something on my end that I had to do, and we really seemed to struggle getting this lined up. But I'm finally glad we could make it happen. I'm sitting here. I've got some beer. I've got some whiskey. I put in not exactly a hard day's work, but <laughs> a day's work, I guess, in any right, event. Right. And so I'm happy you have me on, as always. Yeah, there you go. And for those of you who may or may not have listened, if you're recent, uh, more recent listeners, um, this is so. This is Mitchell. Befriended him actually from uh, our Vegas circles. You know, we kind of fell in love with the same city. Um, and then, of course, he's in a weird, eclectic, strange shit like I am. And so every now and again, you know, I ask Mitchell if he wants to come on and go, hey, dude, you know, you want to do this. And, uh, you know, it's always fun to have our, our neighbor from Canada, you know, banter back and forth. For with some us. reason, you keep asking me back, and I have not been able to figure out why that is. <laughs> if your listeners' ear holes aren't bleeding from the sound of my voice yet, you seem to. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. I guess. <laughs> right? Yeah. Hey, well, somebody's going to give you kudos somewhere. I haven't got a hate nail on you, so I guess... Well, that's good. That's a pl fucking plus, that's right? A you plus. Know, one way or another. But, um, but yeah, you know, like Mitch was saying, it, it's been fucking busy. 
It's been, you know, spring's trying to get here. We fucking, it just snowed like, it's end of April. It just snowed like last week. I don't know. You guys know. got a bunch. I saw on the news where yeah. it was supposed to be storming down south, relatively speaking. Yeah. And yep. and I was wondering if you or anybody else I knew had gotten a part of that. It's been lovely here. It's it's swelling thoroughly into spring. And, and that Rub seemed to in. come along fairly Rub early, which doesn't happen very often for us. Yeah. Um. So I have no complaints weather-wise. And that's part of the reason it's been so slow at work lately is that everybody's out doing you know, yard work and barbecuing and going and getting the cabin ready and stuff like that. So I've been putting in lots of hours, but they haven't been very difficult hours. There hasn't been hardly anybody at the restaurant lately. So yeah, yeah. Oh no, same thing. Well, you know, yeah, my hour. I've been putting a lot of hours, and it's been fucking sure. difficult. <laughs> so, but you know, it's gonna get better. You know, I was telling Mitch earlier. You know, I was trying to get a trip going to Dakotas for like a week, and um, you know, God, I don't, I don't know if I can pull it off. You know, I've got uh, more projects kicking up and. You know, we'll see. Everybody needs that that Zen time. You know, I, I guess right now I'm gonna have to take uh, this podcasting and drinking beers with you, bud. Is my my as close to Zen as I can get, I suppose. I'm happy that you were able to have me on, and I look forward to this. I always do. We sit around, we drink, we have a good time. But anyway, so we're gonna go ahead and uh, you know we're gonna do the usual. I, I think actually, uh, Mitch, you got an update on a trip that you took that I'm kind of curious to hear about, and you've got some other things that that are are raveled into that. Um, we've got a couple of uh, couple news facts, word facts you want to throw out there. But the main topic, and and this is one that's kind of, I tried to do this with other people. I actually had a um, a a podcaster from Ukraine, Russia that I tried to do this with. And, and it just, it hasn't come to fruition and it's been sitting on the shelf for, for a while. So I reached out to Mitch. And I was like, Hey dude, what do you think here? Um, very interesting story. Uh, that's going to be our main topic when we get done with everything. But I guess, uh, I guess I'm going to let you kick it off, man, with the rants and raves and, and your trip, right? Yeah. Um, if we're just rolling straight into rants and raves and I guess that's going to be it. I uh, took a trip. I think I talked about it last time. It'd be about a month ago, an hour or so, where we went down to New Orleans. Um, I went for a week, and a bunch of our other friends that you may or may not know from Vegas and podcasts and things like that, Tony and Jason from Vice Lounge, uh, Sean and Fleece from Bourbon and Branch, uh, a few other listeners, we all got together down in New Orleans and made it kind of a meetup like we've done in Las Vegas before. Um, And we bought tickets to a bourbon festival. Um, oh. which was kind of our whole center reason for going. And, and that was a lot of fun. I don't know that I would go b- back to it again, but it was just so much fun to be in the city that I love so much with all of my friends there as well. I didn't get to do as much strange uncle type stuff. <laughs> I didn't get to do any right, right. voodoo stuff or haunted tours or anything of that nature. Cause that's mostly not what we were really into. Right. There was a lot of drinking, a lot of food, a lot of walking around sightseeing. So, yeah, it was a blast. Um, That's awesome. That is. I tried. I really to make wish it, you could have made it. That would yeah. have been. And if you had made it, I'd have carved out some more time to, to, to go on some, go to the cemetery or go to sure, the pharmacy sure. museum or one of those types of things. Yeah. yeah. But I just love being in that city so much, and I guess I mean, it really reinforced for me that entire trip. That's the third time I've been now. Um, whether or how much, rather, I want to be there more often. Make it happen. At the risk of turning this rant into a rave, and or a rave into a rant, I guess would be the way it was going to go. <laughs> if And if I get too political, you know, pull me down up off my soapbox and kick me in the ass and tell me to <laughs> shut up. But the fact that it requires so much fuckery to move and work from one country to the other. Yeah, yeah. Just makes me want to put a bullet in my brain pan. Yeah. You go yeah. online and you start looking it up. What would actually be involved for me to look and look into working in new Orleans and Oh my God, your eyes just glaze over and it's so much. Isn't that sh- shitty shit. that it's so shitty. I've got some friends who um, podcast out of Australia and they're actually originally from New Zealand. Um, okay. I met them through the, uh, the Potter and family chat that I'm part of. And right, yeah, uh, yeah it, it, the same thing, just like what, what it's involved and in, and just from point A to point B, they contemplated moving to the U.S. from New Zealand and, and it just was absolutely out of the question. It's like, fuck, well, man, I, we can't I, do this. To be clear, I'm not making this a U.S. thing. Right. It's a right. world thing. Yep. It's yep. a everybody thing. Like, it's just wait. I could move tomorrow from where I am in Manitoba and to put that for our listeners where exactly that is, right north of North Dakota. Mm-hmm. And I could move all the way out to BC, which is a thousand miles away, 
tomorrow. Right. The fact that I can't my, move 45 minutes south to North Dakota is bullshit. Yep. It's I'm it's a you. line on a map that doesn't yeah. matter. That we're all yeah. the same people. And holy fuck, it's just we're way too worried about what's ours and what's inside our set of arbitrary lines and make sure that the other people from outside the set of arbitrary lines don't come in right. and fuck our shit. And it just makes me want to pull my hair out. I, I dude, I don't blame, you know what? My favorite fucking band of all time, one of the greatest uh, songs and lyrics. And he says right there is like, you know, Hey, borders are the scars on the earth. I mean, why even fucking have them? You know, why even deal with it? it, it I'm, I'm with you. It, it's so how they make that procedure as difficult as it is. I just, I, I just don't, I, I don't get it. I don't get it, especially when we're right there, you know. So I, I feel for you, but I really, really do. It's just you, you go into that city once, and it just seeps into you, and you uh, can't get it out. One of um, these days, one of these days. And again, for those of you who might listen, you remember Mitch from uh, the Hoodoo Voodoo Schmoodoo episode. Um, that's how much he loves New Orleans. Like he just, you know, the history and everything behind it, man. I, I'm ashamed that I have not been there yet because that's been on my one of my fucking bucket lists forever, you know? Well, it's as right up – it's as strange uncles as you can get. You know, you can't spit without hitting a house that's supposed to be haunted or a bar that's supposed to be haunted. You guys did the Haunted Bars episode not that long ago. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I, I was in a couple on this last trip that they say oh. – I mean, it's not like I saw anything, but sure. they say that they're supposed to be haunted – um, wow. Lafitte's is one, Pat O'Brien's is another, and I won't, if you guys are going back on a part two on that, I won't talk too much about that other than to say, if you go into Lafitte's and you could totally see why somebody, if there was ever a place you were going to see a, something hanging out around a corner or a pirate saddled up to a bar or whatever, it would totally <laughs> that be would, That would fucking be it. Dude, if I saw a pirate saddled up by the bar, I wouldn't know if it was a fucking ghost or somebody that really loves Johnny Depp. I mean, I you know well, I don't know I don't know what the fucking difference really is, you know. But you well, know, you're in New crazy. Orleans, much like Las Vegas. It could be just it could be <laughs> right. you know just a standard Tuesday afternoon for all you know. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. It's all lit by oh wow candles and lamps and shit like that. Wow. And so you go to the back of the bar. Of course, you walk in. There's the main bar floor, and then there's tables up and around the side. If you walk back and around the corner from that, there it's dark. Like we went there in the middle of the afternoon and. If something had, if I saw something out of the corner of my eye, it would totally not look out of place in that little corner of the bar. The supposed, the building's supposed Crazy. to be almost like three hundred years old or some ridiculous. I, th- thing. I think I studied that. You're talking Lafitte, right? Lafitte, yes. I, Lafitte. Yeah, I think I stumbled across that. Yeah, that that's into well, a lot of the history there too is just fucking amazing. I mean, it goes well, they back, had their three you know. hundredth anniversary this year. Crazy. Or last year. Fucking rather, crazy, man. Oh, that's so cool. So, that is so by cool. North American standards, there's not many places that are older than that. Sure. You want to sure. talk steeped in history. Yeah. Yeah. That's, 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 that's it. <laughs> that's fucking it. That's too cool. But yeah, that's no, that's, that's awesome. Um, I don't have any rants and raves because my work has pretty much taken my life lately. And <laughs> so I'm just going to fucking leave it there. I'm not going to worry about that. I did mention a while ago about the reward that I, I accepted um, up in Columbus, Ohio. And that was very humbling and, and very neat to be part of. And, you know, I guess in the back of my head, I'm, I'm trying to keep, you know, make sure that I earn the reward, I suppose. I, you know, I don't know. You know, it is what it is. It, but um, Sure. I get that. Yeah. If they gave it to you, you want to feel like you've, you know, and I guess I that's maybe the it. reason why they give them to you, but yeah. to yeah. make you feel like you've... You're, yeah. you're not a complete you, you, fucking you shithead. You are deserving of it. Yeah, I don't want to exactly. say earned it, but that you're deserving of it. Yeah, exactly. So, um, well, we're going to go ahead, unless you got anything else, man, on your side. Um, do you not wanna... for rants and raves. Anytime you want to roll into facts and news and yeah. whatever else we got. Yeah, I'm yeah. ready whenever you are. Let's go ahead and roll into uh, weird news and weird facts. Good education is not what fills your heads with facts, but what stimulates curiosity. Then you learn for the rest of your life. Didn't you fuckers learn anything at college? Got a few here, and then I'll hand it back over to you. Sure, um, hit me. You know, and again, I, you know, my glass is half full. Fuck, half the time I'm just happy to have a goddamn glass, to be honest with you. You know, it's one of those things. Um, but I stumbled on an article, and this is fairly recent, mind you. It kind of scares the shit out of me, but let me throw it past you and see what you think. Okay. A mistress infection spanning the globe in a climate of secrecy. Okay. So that's kind of, you know, generic 
mainly, but this is basically what it writes down to. So last May, an er elderly man was admitted to the Brooklyn branch of Mount Sinai Hospital for abdominal surgery. A blood test revealed that he was infected with a newly discovered germ as deadly as it was mysterious. Doctors swiftly isolated him in the intensive care unit. That spread just like wildfire. Evidently, this germ is called uh, Candida auris, <laughs> close to Canada. Fucking that's ironic. Um, it preys on people with weakened immune systems and is quietly spreading across not just the country, but the globe itself. Over the last five years, it has hit a uh, uh, unit in Venezuela, swept her hospital in Spain, forced a prestigious British medical center to shut down its intensive care unit, the entire unit, and take it root in India, Pakistan, and South Africa. Jesus. And it just continues to spread. That's some scary shit, right? Yeah, that is, that's some like, Something you'd hear about in a movie. Yeah, you know, yeah, the like, end of like, the world, yeah. zombie apocalypse type stuff. You know, I mean, I That's, know we, I know yeah, we've and, been through and it because but Jesus. we don't need another way to, you know, kill off the entire population in the next fifty fucking years because we're Thank already going to do it ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we've know. already got the gun to our head as it is. So you know, fucking why spread this in? Now here's but, my question, which this whole thing, of, of course, you know, we've as of not recently, I guess, mm -hmm. but you know, we all remember the AIDS epidemic and. Some of these other things and, you know, the conspiracies with it is, you know, was AIDS actually a government thing? Was it something that was natural? What, you know, however it worked out. Um, correlation with this, you know, when you're talking about how this is spreading around right. and kind of where it started. One thing that kind of popped in my head was um, the fact that obviously, and for those of you, write us. Write strangejuckles at gmail.com if you are somebody who does not believe in global warming and it is happening and we're doing it. If you do not believe, I would love to fucking banter with you, asshole. If, if you do not believe, write me. Yeah, I'll put, yeah, my, yeah, I'll yeah. put my email yeah. in the show notes, Shane, yeah. and I'll give it, give it to you, and I will have that argument yeah, with yeah. somebody what, happily and gladly. Whatever fucking crazy tree you think you're fucking staring out of, you know, by all means. But so, you know, you talk about the global warming, you talk about Antarctica, and obviously it's melting at, a, at a, an astronomical rate. Um, there's already talk about um, diseases that are coming out of Antarctica that have been buried in the ice for thousands and thousands of Shit, years. Yeah, right. You know, and you look at that, then you correlate that with a new story like this. Hmm. Uh, you know, I don't know. It's not. It's not a good concoction. I guess is really the the end of the end of the whole fucking thing. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, like I mean, that really starts to paint a picture of, to quote the song, "The end of the world as we know it." You know, like if it's not global warming. <laughs> Did you just quote R E M? You fucking was that guy. was that R E M? Is that who that was? <laughs> I think that was R E M. Uh, fucking funny. Anyway. Write us at strangeuncles at gmail .com <laughs> if it was R E M or not. But but that's some really like that's you know that's how so many of those movies are crafted. It's not just one thing that goes sideways it's right. that everything right. goes tits up all at the same time because it's all interrelated well it's connected somehow. right the thing that you people know, don't yeah. understand about a system an ecosystem is that it's a fucking system that's the whole Not thing one they, they, domino yeah. over and the rest yeah. of it's gonna fall over too right 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 and everything we, needs something to make it work and and everything shares its wealth for something else i that's people forget about that well it just can't affect this one thing yeah yeah no it won't you know it, it's gonna go i on. remember reading an article not that long ago and for people that loved and this is more about the whole climate change thing that say well it's you know, after a particularly cold winter, well, obviously global warming's not happening because look how cold it is. And one, that's just stupid on its face. But yeah. aside from that, part of the reason that it's colder is because the icebergs and such have melted. Right. And so now the prevailing winds are actually able to blow the cold air mm -hmm. farther south where they never, where they had a barrier right. Right. before. And yeah. so now that's why you get these polar vortexes and 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 things of that nature that it's not just you know global warming was never the title that we should have given it you can, people can't correlate the two and when the president of the united states can't even correlate the two we're, we're really fucked right. both ways you know it's not a not a good situation. weather is what's happening right now yeah the climate yeah. is all the weather brought together into a bigger picture right right what do you uh what do you got on your side okay well i'm gonna hit you with a couple facts all right um one of them, do you remember, and this would have been a while ago now, last summer, here on Strange Uncle, you guys talked about the guy that had to have her talk to doctors into amputating his leg. Oh, yeah. Do you remember Do you remember that little factoid that somebody threw yeah. out there? And, and, and eventually he, he, he made his friends he eat took it? it? He took it home and turned it into 
sausages or tacos or whatever mm-hmm. and fed it to his friends, knowingly, if I remember the story correctly. Yes, correct, correct. So I will see that and raise you this. A fellow by the name of, and I'm going to fuck this up, Armin Muse placed an ad on the internet looking for someone to be killed and eaten. So looking for a volunteer. Mm, okay. Somebody answers the ad. Oh, Jesus German Christ. engineer. Yeah. There, so there, 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 it gets weirder from here on out. A German engineer by the name of Bernard Burned, I'm sorry, Brandes, replied to the ad and volunteered to do it. A census taker once tried to test me. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. So I'm assuming, I'm assuming, and this isn't in the article anywhere, but I'm assuming that the fellow that replied to the ad was ready to punch his own ticket. Sure, sure. As it was, right? Yeah, yeah. And so they go through with it. It doesn't specify how specifically they go through with it. Okay. But after eating the fellow that volunteered, so he kills him and eats him. (laughs) like how you said, after eating the fella. (laughs) Yeah, okay. I don't. I don't want to fuck. fuck up the name again. I've already butchered it enough as it is. So, so he kills him, eats him, uh, and predictably gets caught because you put a fucking ad in the newspaper. You well, yeah, you fucking dummy. <laughs> so he gets Jesus. caught. He goes to jail. So, in once he's in jail, the murderer, the guy that ate the other guy, sure, turns into. He decides to become a vegetarian. Shut. The fuck no, I, up, dude. You're making that. You just made I'm that going, shit up. I can send you the link. I'm staring at it right now. <laughs> Guy, you can't make this shit up. You can't. But, Every time you think you've heard a weirder story, another one crops up. And that's exactly. As soon as I, I've been saving this one for months. That's fucking pretty good. Because I wanted I'm, to tell you about I, it. I'm going to climb in the, I'm going to go in the crazy forest. I'm going to climb the crazy tree. I'm going to look out all over the crazy woods. And you, it still won't be as crazy as what you just fucking told me. This is well, I guarantee you mind. find a bigger, taller, crazier tree somewhere out there. Oh, That's God the damn. It never, you know. Vegetarian. It, there's always going to be one that one-ups the, the one you already heard. But that, that one, I, I got a, I shouldn't say a chuckle because that's fucked up. Well. But after you guys had shared that one, <laughs> just because it was so similar, I'm like, yeah, you know what? Yeah. I can beat that. Yeah, yeah. I still like how you said, well, I didn't want to butcher the guy's name. Ah, get it. Oh, Butcher. Jesus. Ah, nice one. ching <laughs> So fucking dumb. <laughs> well, you know what? Challenge accepted. Now I got to fucking find a crazier there story. I don't have one currently, but God damn so it, you dude. just better hope that nobody goes and looks at your browser history after typing up, you know, oh, weird cannibalism facts oh, or something like that. And the next one of these yeah. will be from you calling me from the inside of the jail cell. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Jesus Christ. Well, you know, okay, so I don't have something that crazy, but I do have one last fact on, on my side, and then uh, okay. if you got something cool, and then we can roll into the main topic. Um, th- this is, this is kind of cool because, you know, people talk about, like, what they, as we make discoveries and science kind of continues to evolve, and of course, you know, there's theories, and sometimes they're proven right, sometimes they're proven wrong, but scientists might have just figured out where nightmares come from. Hmm. So when you talk about the guy that was eating another guy, to me, that's a fucking nightmare. Um, they are looking don't, at... Don't eat before you go to bed. You won't have nightmares. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Especially, yeah, yeah, a fucking German guy, if that's who the fuck it yeah, was. Yeah, no, don't, don't, German eat German char- don't eat German Don't eat German cake before you fucking go to bed. If you want to have Italian, you're fine. If you want to have Korean, <laughs> right, you're probably right. fine. The, the German cuisine. Yeah, Stay yeah. away from the yeah. German cuisine. Polish. Polish should be fine. It'll be good. <laughs> um, so, biological corporate is what they're thinking on this one. So, the research expected to be published Tuesday in the journal. Um, I think, actually, this was from uh, last week. Um, which part of the brain is responsible for generating the feelings of anger in sleeping people? So they did this study. They put a bunch of people down in REM sleep, which I'm sure you're familiar with what REM yep. stands for. Okay. Um, rapid eye movement, for those of rapid you who don't, um, which is linked with dreaming. So according to uh, the scientists and the participants, um, they had increased neural activity in the right half of their frontal cortex, suggesting that the part of the brain is responsible for dreaming up bad time. So this sounds simple, but really, if you think about it, if they can isolate what portion of the brain is doing it and put a dampener on that side, I have horrible nightmares, dude. I would love to be part of this study to where, you know, there's something that kind of restricts that or does. It's just kind of neat to think about that as as sophisticated as a brain is, you really can map it and boil it down sometimes to go, okay, well, it's coming from this section and this area and this thing. 
and we're going to do this. I mean, there's a lot of drugs that when they have discovered a certain part of the brain is responsible for like uh, um, epilepsy, things like that, where people have this. They, they've actually manufactured, and, and not that I am a fucking preacher of Western medicine, but if there's a way that you can help a person through this by the research of just breaking the brain down, I, that's kind of cool, you know, in a way. So Sure. It's one of those things that I guess I am going to preach for, for Western medicine, whereas for so many years, for such a long time, you just go, well, this is just the way the brain works, or it kind of has a right. metaphysical right. analysis. Why do we dream? Why do we dream the things we dream? Well, it turns out there is actually a scientific reason for it, which is kind of fascinating because it just speaks to how much, one, we still have to learn. Oh, sure. Right? Sure. And we're still and, but, dumb, but, but, but we've got a lot. Can, as somebody who's an avowed anti-theist, I guess I think is what you called me one time, but somebody who's very much on the side <laughs> of science and things like that and not so much on the side of what can't be explained, that it really can all be explained at some point. We just don't know how to explain it yet. Yep, yep, exactly. I mean, it'll get there. It'll get there sooner than later, I'm sure. So, um, and then a couple of little quick movie facts too to uh, to talk about, and then I'm gonna throw it back in your court. Yep. Um, the, and this is just because I'm a big fan of it. You know, everybody's into the Marvel and into the superhero stuff. Um, Swamp Thing, actually. So DC Universe is actually releasing a new. It's not going to be a movie, but it's going to be a series. I think Netflix picked it up, I believe. But I watched a couple trailers on that, and uh, and it looks really cool, to be honest with you. I, I love it when they bring an old character that nobody really thinks about or they kind of shuffle underneath the fucking carpet and they bring it back to life. To me, it's just it's just kind of neat. Kind of excited. I'll, I'll like weird shit like that. We'll see where it goes. But They're definitely making more – I mean part of this is they've already run through most of the A and B listers already. So right. now since superheroes right. are so hot, they're having to reach down into the C and D list you know, categories, the guys that sure. we haven't heard about. You're right, like the Swamp thing. Have you watched um, Doom Patrol? No, I. You know what? It's I caught that on Twitter amazing. from you. Is it good? Is it? It's really good. What's it on? Netflix? Um, no, I've been you know, streaming with air quotes, and by that I mean <laughs> pirating someplace that I'm not supposed to be getting it from. Okay. Um, I don't know what network it is on. It is fairly healthily uses lots of f bombs, and huh. I don't know why I said f bombs. Like I can't say fuck on this podcast. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, they they swear a lot. It's crude. It's crass. So I don't know. You know, it's not on regular primetime cable. Hmm. I don't know it, what network it's it. on. Yeah, It's really good. It's dramatic and serious when it needs to be, but it's funny and crude and crass. And and so many of the reactions um, from the characters are exactly what you would do in real life because they're all hmm. a bunch of misfits. They're not really superheroes. Something right. goes wrong and they just go, fuck. Realistically represented in that way. And it's a lot of fun. Um, ah, shit. The guy from The Mummy. What the hell is his name? Oh, uh, yeah. the old mummy, the original, Brandon Fraser? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, He's in it. I'll be damned. Okay. Huh. And uh, Alan Tudyk, who was Wash on Firefly. Oh, I'll be damned. He is a, and if you know who that is, an amazing actor yeah, at everything yeah. he's ever done. And he's the villain slash narrator. There's a bit of that Deadpool break in the fourth wall. He knows he's in a on a TV show when nobody else really does. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's really good. You should really watch that. I, I'm, I'm still waiting for fucking uh, in the next season of Tick to come back on Amazon Prime. I, I loved it that they remade that fucking show. <laughs> it's so I haven't seen stupid. that one yet. That's so funny. But anyway, uh, what do you got on your side? Okay, so I'm going to hit you with the Great Whiskey Fire of 1875 in Dublin, Ireland. Have you ever heard about that? No. Okay, so I'm, I'll keep this quick. 13 people died in, as a result of this fire. Not one of them from fire or smoke inhalation. <laughs> they okay. all died. Yeah, and I, they all died from alcohol poisoning. I'll be dead. This thing literally blew up a, a factory or a storehouse, literally spilled whiskey into the streets. And being iron and, and fuck off anybody that like says any like I'm being rude or or you know stereotypes anything like that I'm Cult Irish culturally or partially Irish in background so I can say right, this and right. like typical Irishmen they went and they drank all the whiskey and and 13 people died from alcohol poisoning. Good God, well, you know, <laughs> what a way to go. Right? I mean, if yeah, if you're gonna go out, that's the way. That's the way to do it. I mean, shit, if you know. That's no funny. hangover. Huh? You would say no <laughs> shit about that. <laughs> or if God you believe damn. you're going to hell, maybe the worst thing oh. forever. Huh. One or the other. That's interesting. That's cool. Ah, shit. Well, eh. teach your own. 
All right, so yeah, man, um, that's all the weird news and facts that I have on my side. I think you said you're good on that side. Um, yes, looking at absolutely. The, cool, cool. Looking at the time, we're going to go ahead and we're going to roll into uh, the main topic at hand. So just kind of a little background on this episode and this this topic. And, and I think this probably will run actually part one, part two, because it, it I know that Mitch and I, when we get to bantering back and forth, about ideas and hey, what do you think? What do you think? I know that's going to take up. We fall off the rails pretty quickly, is what it boils down <laughs> to. Any one of these topics, yeah. and what starts out is supposed to be a weird fact, all of a sudden turns into a five or ten minute discussion, yeah, yeah. and that's just yeah. that's just how beast. we roll. So. It is what it is, you know. So you know, obviously, you've been a listener to uh, Strange Uncles for a while. You know, you you know that we love a good what the fuck story, and this is. Truly a what the fuck story that um, that I actually I've been researched for a while and I've heard bits and pieces, but putting it together just you know kind of it, it's just one of those huh this doesn't fit. So I knew about this mystery a long time. You know, again this kind of been on the shelf uh, mainly because of how long ago it happened and um, what inspired me kind of to kind of bring this back out of the rabbit hole and, and talk about it and loop around about it is the fact that as of recently um, a couple months ago this case was actually reopened. Uh, which I find very, I it's one of those huh, things, right? It definitely seems to be much more in the public consciousness than than it than it has been. That, that reopening, it's funny when you yeah. sent me the the message the first time and asked me if I had ever heard of this. If you had asked me this question three weeks ago, I'd have said no. I've never heard of Dialoff Pass, and I have no idea what that is. Right. As I was listening to another podcast that you and I have talked about, and in this situation, of course, they had one main host and one guest host, and as they were signing off and getting ready to you know, wrap it up, the guest host says, well, have you ever heard of Dialoff Pass? And he said, no, I haven't. What's that? And if it wasn't for that, in a weird bit of serendipity, that was the only reason I had any idea what you were talking oh, about because of this reopening okay. of the investigation. And I don't want to stomp all over your stuff. I'll, I'll let you, you know, it definitely seems to be people are taking an interest in it again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You no. know, they, it had been, they, oh, it's something we're never going to figure out. And they stuck it on the shelf in the back room somewhere. And for whatever reason, and maybe you would know what this reason is. They decided to open it up again, and now all of a sudden everybody's talking about it again. Well, here's the thing. You know, it's, you say they're never going to figure it out. I am kind of on the fence whether they actually decided they're never going to finish figure it out. So this is really what um, what this is. And actually, so Mitchell gave a good premise of, of this story. Actually, it's about the Dietloff Pass. Um, it was a story uh, back in, in the 1950s in Russia about hikers. Um, the fact that, number one, we're dealing with Russian government from the get-go of when this happened. They're the ones who discovered the, the hikers and what had went on after the fact. Um, governments in general, I'm not just saying Russia, but governments in general, like covering shit up. And so it just makes us wonder, hmm, you know, there's something going on here. Um, along with the fact that there's just, it's not just one specific thing. There's little tiny things that fit into this that, well, no, I take that back. They really don't fit into it. They don't they fit don't, into the fucking the thing. thing. At yeah. the risk of interrupting you again. No. I'm sorry. That's what makes this story, I think, as interesting as we're going to find out. Because there's nothing, it's the absence of information. It's yes. the, you know, with yes. any other story that we've ever talked about or that, ever gets talked about on on this podcast it's all usually you see something or there's some evidence or there's a footprint or something like that and here there's not much of of anything to go on Mm. and none of the proposed theories really seem to fit it or they fit part of the story but not but But they don't explain the the other part of the story and that's what makes it all fun to try and fit the jigsaw puzzle together and figure out exactly what the fuck happened that's exactly where we're at. So, you know, just like Mitchell said, so anywho, you know, the story is chock full of all the weird shit that we love. Um, it's a nice plot setup, unspeakable scenes, which which kind of gruesome. Um, even the nearby townsfolk from where this area took place um, on just the area in general, it's just they've known it to be cursed for hundreds of years. Um, oh, and let's not forget about radiation. You know, so there's that. Anyway, we're going to go ahead and we're going to go down the rabbit hole of the Dietloff Pass instant. Open the gates. It's been uh, 60 years since nine students were found dead in a remote area of Russia's Urals Mountains. The mystery around their deaths remains unsolved, but now Russian investigators have decided to reopen the case.
All right. So first of all, a um, little note to the listeners. Again, don't fucking write emails when you know that I can't pronounce a name. And number one, I don't pronounce things well I, anyway. And then now you add the fact that these, <laughs> these are Russian names and some of them are pretty goddamn Russian, if I must say so myself. So between me and between Mitchell, we're, we're going to try our best not to not to butcher them. But um, just keep in mind that that's the one that might be the one little slip up that we'll we'll have when we do this. So, but we're gonna go ahead and, and go into the story. I'm anxious to let you. I want to hear what you've come up with. I know yeah. the general details. I really I, I want to hear all the digging and stuff that you've done and all the crazy shit that you found. Very interesting. This, is, th- this sounds yeah. really interesting. Yeah, very very interesting. Like I said, this has been a been a something on the back of my mind for a long time. So, in 1959, there was a group of friends that decided to get together and be part of a skiing expedition across the rural mountains. Uh, The group consisted of 10 people, all knowing each other through the school they went to, which is at the time was a rural polytechnical institute um, there in Russia. So, the leader of the group, uh, 23-year-old Igor Dietloff, and and again, when I say leader, it's kind of a rough thing. He really wasn't in... I guess he was not really in charge, but everybody listened to him, so he got the badge, I suppose, as that went. Um, He was going to school, and he was studying to become a radio engineer. Other members of the group were as follows. Uh, Yuri Durashenko, uh, at 21. Luridmila Dubanina, at 20. Yuri Krifno-Nashenko, 23. um, Also known as uh, Yuguri, to avoid confusion with other Yuri, so they would call him something different. Because when you yell Yuri and two of them turn around, that's just fucking weird. Um, Alexander Kolovatov, 24. Zineda Kolmogorova, 22. And Rustam Slobodin, 23. Nikolai Brignolas, 23. Samyon Zolodorov, I butcher that one, 38. <laughs> and last but not least, Yuri Yudin, which is the easiest and, and symbol. And John, an fucking- easy one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I had to end with a fucking easy one. You did very well. I don't know that I could have done any <laughs> oh, better reasons for those. So, yeah. well, so fair play me. to you. Uh, I'll probably say these different fucking ten times over throughout the story. But anyway, so the last one was Yuri Yudin at uh, 21 years old. So, uh, it should be mentioned, all these guys and gals were experienced Class 2 hikers uh, that have been involved in other expeditions and skiing adventures in the past. So, no one on the team was even close to what they call an amateur at all because they've, they've been through this. Um, after weeks of planning and mapping uh, the trip out, they finally decided to make the trip. January 25th, 1959, the entire group, all 10, boarded a train and arrived in the town of Ivdale, and then took a truck to the remote town of Visa, which would serve as a starting point for the expedition. After the group ate, talked, and gathered plans for the next day's trip through the Ural Mountains, um, let's talk about the rural mountains themselves real quick. So a background of the geology in that area is kind of it, just that area. The history is, is crazy, too. So bear with me. We're going to do a little sidestep here. It's just a jump to the left. So the Ural Mountains stretch from north to south through Russia. It is a natural boundary that separates Europe and Asia. There have been mining done throughout many centuries due to the rich ore, minerals and coal found in that area. During the German invasion of the Soviet Union, the rural mountains became a key element in Nazi planning. Due to this, tank factories were set up where the Soviets could build and prep for the Nazi invasion. After the war, Mayak was set up uh, that was a center for the Soviet nuclear industry. There are also a few mysteries and or legends with that that involved the rural mountains themselves. It is said that there was an ancient civilization that once inhabited the area, leaving behind impossible stone maps and fossilized advanced technology. Um, I've pulled pictures of them, by the way, and yeah, interesting for the, like the era of the people and what they did. Hmm. You know? Well, and it's super remote. Like I did Yo, it when, yeah. you, when yeah. you messaged me, I quickly looked it up and this is, you know, this is not a Sunday hike in the park. This is. No, no, you a, can't take your Segway up there. <laughs> yeah, by, by any fucking stretch of imagination. It's some dangerous, dangerous shit. Yeah, it's yeah. farther, it's considerably farther north on an equatorial basis than I am here in Canada. And that's not easy to do. <laughs> that's um, nothing to shake a stick I mean, at. I say that somewhat joking. I'm not that <laughs> yeah, far yeah, north. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, my igloo's parked outside and whatnot. Oh, but this is not, like, this is some serious, yeah. you have to be an incredibly, 
you know, talented, I guess. Yeah. Is, I don't know if that's the right word, hiker, to be able to even think about attempting stuff well, like this. And, and it goes back to the fact that, that these guys were, were really excellent hikers in their own, own right, you know, for what they did. Um, so anyway, let me finish up. So the local Mansi people have also called the rural region the Dead Mountains. That's not a fucking jinx whatsoever, is it? Uh, that's kind of fun to fucking say. So fun fact. The town that I talked about before that's the center of the Soviet nuclear industry, the town of Mayak, mm-hmm. is located just under 190 miles from the town of Visa, where the Dyatlov group left from. 190 miles. So remember that. Okay. That's, that's kind of important in the story. Okay. So now we kind of have an idea about, um, I guess, the geology that they're dealing with and some of the history and the myth. We'll, we'll go back into the story. So on January 26th, they set out for the expedition. Uh, one member of the group turned around on the first day due to rheumatism and a congenial heart defect that gave him shortness of breath as well as joints and just the guy was in pain all the time. Um, this member was 21-year-old Yuri Yudin. Uh, he would remain back at the camp and at the end of their ordeal, he would be the only one alive out of the entire group. Yikes. Yeah, right? The following accounts were gathered from not only their camera but a group diary found at the site of where the ordeal occurred. So, on the 31st, the group got to the edge of the Highland Bluff area before continuing into a wooded valley and through the pass. The next day, they started their trek through the pass, but due to severe snowstorms and inclement weather, they somewhat lost their sense of direction and headed west towards the top of Kolatsiaki. Instead of going back down the slopes, a little under two miles to kind of make camp where it would have been more, it would have been safer, basically, better weather right. conditions, um, which gave them shelter and everything else, they decided to hunker down where they're at and make camp uh, there on the side of the slopes. All right, so that was the 31st of January. Flash forward to the 12th of February. The leader of the group, Igor Datloff, had said to all the members in the very beginning of the trip um, that he would send a telegram to the sports club when they returned to the village of Vesa on that day. Um, so when they actually did the hiking trip, came back from the hiking trip, he telegraphed back to everybody local, you know, say, hey, we made right. it, we're back, da-da-da, this and that. So the 12th came and went, and uh, by the 20th, nothing. Nobody had heard anything from any of the party, including uh, Yuri Yudin, who was still back in the village. He went back and said, look, we, they haven't shown up. He waited right. on the 12th and couldn't do anything about it. So the parents of the group decided to send in the Russian cavalry, which, if there's such a thing, I want to see their hats, uh, to perform a search. <laughs> so they went up there to perform the, the rescue operation or whatever they thought might have happened. Um, starting with volunteers and teachers from their school, it upscaled soon into including the military, which also included helicopters and planes to help aid in what was going on. What they found uh, was just weird fucking to say the least. So on the 26th of February, they found their camp and remnants of what was left of the tents and gear. One tent had looked like it was literally ripped into or something from the inside tore it open to get out. Covering the snow, uh, that would be one of the first strange articles and situations that, um, that they would find. And then, of course, you know, the breadcrumbs continued as they found everything else. Uh, most of their belongings were left behind, including snow gear and shoes. The investigators followed a set of various footprints out of the camp and down the mountain slope to a wooded area, where there it was discovered that the first of the gruesome scenes um, would unfold. Frozen around remnants of a fire were the first two of the bodies, uh, Yuri Duroshenko and Yuri Krevinoshenko, blah, 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 um, found fucking, no hate mail, people, no fucking hate mail, found frozen and only in their underwear. Uh, the atmospheric conditions on that night or time of the incident was suggested to be between minus 13 and 22 Fahrenheit. The tree they were hollowed around had broke branches uh, roughly six feet up. Theories on this has been either, one, they climbed the tree to get away from something, or two, they climbed to the tree to get a better view or get their bearings of which way they were pointing and what was, what was going on in right. whenever they kind of escaped the, the tents themselves. Um, as the searchers continued to look, they found three other bodies in between the first area and the camp. Uh, Igor Dyatlov would be one, Zineda Gamagorova, and Rustam Slobodin. The corpses were found as if they were trying to return to the camp, and they were spread out from each other, all roughly 200 meters apart. So far, this accounted for five of the nine bodies recovered. Now, get this again. Um, what's the date we're looking at, Mitchell? We're oh, in the 26th. February? 26th February, of February, right? 26th. Right. The 31st. We were up as far as the 31st. Right. Okay. So um, they found five of the nine. 
it wouldn't be until fucking May when they found the other group. They're no, they looked right. and they just couldn't locate him. So that's that's kind of a big stretch of time. Um, the last entry in the diary was as follows. So again, this is a diary that they took with them when they were up there. Right. Wind is not strong. Snow cover is 1.222 millimeters high. Tired and exhausted. 1.20 millimeters or meters? Uh, 1.22 uh, meters, sorry. Okay. Uh, tired and uh. exhausted, we started the preparations for the night. Not enough firewood. Frail, damp furs. We started fire with logs. Too tired to dig a fire with logs. Too tired to dig a pit. We had supper right in the tent. It's warm. It is hard to imagine such a comfort somewhere on the ridge. With the piercing wind hundreds of kilometers away from human settlements. That actually is right out of the journal that they wrote. Okay. Okay. Um, what are we What are we thinking so far? What are we thinking? So, well, I mean, up until that entry, it sounds like they had their shit together. They make camp. Right. Right. right? Yeah. They have something yeah. to eat. They get in the tent. And then we don't know at this point anyways. Yeah. Then all, all hell breaks loose and that's kind then of- Then all hell breaks loose. Now, what that exactly entails, we don't know yet- but that's a – I mean, right now we've painted a really weird scene. So yes. something ripped out from inside the tent. Yeah. Okay, they so they were scared? Right? Scared. Maybe they heard Presumably something. they left their belongings behind in the tent. So they're not properly dressed for what I imagine to be hellish conditions out there in terms of right. cold and wind right, and right. snow and everything else. Yeah. That doesn't sound like the behavior of experienced hikers. That's my key. That's what that I was waiting for like right there. Experience. Hysteria of some type. Yeah. So, you know, again, I, I'm, I'm going to keep alluding to the whole fact that these guys were experienced. They were part of a cross-country ski club. They were part of a sports club. They all knew. They've all been in situations. They've prepped for it. They've trained for it. So somebody, even the most harsh conditions, I, I just – you know, I'm, I'm going to keep going back to that because to me, that's the one, you know, it's kind of like, uh, why did that professional, you know, swimmer that won the Olympics three times drown in two inches Start of bathtub Start flailing around like an idiot. Right? Yeah, like, yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. That's essentially yeah. what this is. It, it, makes, it makes no sense to me. But, you know, that's just, yeah, that's just me. All right. So we're going to continue. So on 4th of May, the remaining four were found under almost five meters of snow. And in a ravine almost 75 meters from where the first two were initially discovered by the fire in the pine tree. Now, these other so bodies. Put that in perspective. That's 15 feet of snow. Yeah. 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 With me. Yeah. That's exactly. A, that's a story and a half of snow. Yeah. 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 They were buried that well. And you're looking at shit. February, May. Jesus. I mean, okay. So they just got dumped on, dumped on, dumped on. And they finally discovered it. And again, this is May. This isn't like you're in the yeah, winter A month time. later, two months later almost yeah. at this point. Right. Yeah. Since their original yep. departure date. Yeah. Because uh, he, he said he was going to send a telegram back on the 9th of February. The 12th of February. They, yep. 12th yep. of February. Yep. So we're they, looking they at two left ups. at the end of January. It's May oh, at yeah. this point. That's yeah. how long they've been missing for. So, so we're over, over two months when they decided to, I, I guess just, I'm assuming, let the weather break. Where they right. can get up there and do something. That's kind of what kind of what I'm thinking. So, um, so these other bodies again, just to remind the people who were involved: uh, Luid Mila, Dominina, Alexander Kolovatov, and Nikola Brignolis and Zemion Zolotorov were all a little more dressed than just their underwear, and it was found that they were wearing other members' clothing, as if one of the first members died. They took their clothes to survive um, to try to make it through what they were making through, but obviously yeah, they didn't. So, when the first five were found, an immediate inquest was opened way before the other four were found in May. For the initial five, the autopsy determined that death was caused by hypothermia. It was found that there was a fracture in Rustam Slobodin's skull, but it was determined that it was not life-threatening, and he, too, passed away from hypothermia. Okay, so they're all, all the same as far as their pronounced causes. Now, the story changed somewhat when the other four bodies were found months later and autopsied. So three of the four members had fatal injuries. Uh, Nikolai Bregnolos uh, was found with major skull damage, and both Semyon Zolotorov and uh, Lyudmila Dobanina had chest fractures. The leading doctor of the examinations, Dr. Boris Vastrohidini, Fuck these fucking names. That hey, you're you are, you're doing just as well as any one of us would. Jesus so. Christ on a crutch. Um, he stated that it would have been a major blow or major, major force, like almost like a car crash. Actually, he didn't say almost like he said a fucking car crash. Um, in order to achieve the kinds of injuries that he found on the bodies. 
And to add to this, uh, the one member that had the chest fracture, uh, Ludmila Dominina, was missing. Um, so I'm talking a body part here. Do you want to just take a stab at like what she was missing, just just for fun? Take a stab. Um. Yeah. Arm, foot, toe. I mean, what would make the most gruesome story would be eyes, something of that, right? Like soft <laughs> tissue, that sort of thing. Ding, ding, ding. Okay, so <laughs> she was missing her tongue, both eyes, part of her upper and lower lips, and part of her face, including a piece of her skull. Jesus. All that was fucking gone. Yikes. So, yeah, you talk about gruesomeness. Pretty goddamn gruesome. Even me on a fucking Friday night, I, I <laughs> managed to keep more body parts well, than that. Well, and there's something about just saying I'm missing yeah, missing an arm. Yeah. For some reason, doesn't sound <laughs> nearly as bad. Doesn't it invoke those yeah. same, no, you know, I'm, I'm missing my keys. type feelings yeah. Yeah. as missing soft tissue for right, some right. reason. Eyes, right. tongue, lips. <laughs> like, that just... Yeah, it makes it, yeah. It, you know, that's something yeah. you see in a, in a horror movie, you, you know? You're, you're doubling down on the gruesome factor is, is what you're doing. Absolutely. Yeah, it's not like, hey, I'm missing my keys. Yeah, this is a little bit more, <laughs> a little bit more fucking Did detrimental. Did see where I put my eyes? <laughs> yeah, right. All I can think of is, is Beetlejuice. Remember the old movie oh, Beetlejuice? Yeah, yeah, Wasn't yeah, that yeah. something? Like taking the eyes out and setting them somewhere <laughs> or, else? That's, anyways. Yeah. Or how's this? How about Ghostbusters where, you know, uh, in the beginning when they're in the library? Shh. You smell that? I smell something. <laughs> <laughs> fucking dumb. Oh, God, you can't take us fucking seriously. All right, goddamn. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> so that lays out the deaths and the conditions uh, that each group member was found. Of course, with all that, especially the condition that the last four were discovered in, it's a little bit fucking head scratcher uh, that, that that's missing in a body. I mean, okay, we'll read on that some of that might be from oh, she was found uh, near water. It was cold. Maybe an animal ate him. I, I, I don't know. But if an animal, you would think an animal would take the entire corpse or most well, or of it you know what was, i mean so was she found with the same with the others or separate from everybody she else? was found near but separate so but there was still i mean if you're an animal you're gonna sniff this out pretty pretty easy i'm thinking for the most part. yeah like i, I mean a you think there'd be a chomp out of the arm or something somewhere. yeah 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 something nibbles the- something you know <laughs> fucking sure. i don't i don't yeah, know right you know like shit like it um, like she's fucking like it's it's a worm on a fish hook or something I, uh, anyway so but you also would <laughs> expect that you know wouldn't the other bodies then show sign of right right, right. like it, yeah. it, each one of these things you can explain away with something rational that's but it has yeah. to take a hell of a confluence of events to exp- to explain all of it Right. Well, right? like and, an animal and, attack on her makes sense, but it doesn't explain everybody else. It does not. No, because, you know, again, they're all within, well, in the very beginning of the story, we we're talking about they were only found 200, well, not only, but they're found roughly 200 meters apart. You do the animal theory again, you're going to be able to sniff what you can sniff that out. If you're on top of one body and you're munching on it, you're going to be able to tell that there's others around. And I'm sure that there isn't like, oh, well, shit, I'm full. I already ate this one guy. And they're going to leave the other. That's not how wolves work or whatever might be in that area. No, right. You take you know? it all because you don't know when your yeah, next meal yeah, is coming. Exactly. So um, so we're going to kind of end there for the beginning of the story because it, it's one of those. There, there's more to it as it kind of unravels here. But, uh, again, this is going to be kind of a two-parter. I think my thing is, again, man, I'm going to go with they were fucking experienced hikers. Something had to have scared the shit out of them, right? Somehow, something. I mean, that's the obvious like that. answer for the first part. Like, why do they all of a sudden break camp and run? Like, it's very right. easy to, um, you, you take the way the first camp looked with its cut, tents cut open from the inside, all their shit's left behind. Like, that to me definitely sounds like, oh shit, there's a bear. Yeah. Right? And right. then you, so you just run hell for leather because you don't have time to gather the rest of your stuff. But then that doesn't really explain the rest of it. It doesn't, you know? it doesn't explain the bodies in May and it doesn't explain the missing organs either. That's, that's one of those things. So we're going to kind of end the story there. Um, I do have one quick thing for you though, man. You mentioned bear, right? Just a, a minute ago. Um, it was interesting. I did stumble around. So we have something here uh, in this country called the Sierra Nevada Club. I don't know if they've spread to Canada. I, I think they might have some some things. It but doesn't sound familiar. But. Kind, of, kind of an outdoorsy wildlife club. Kind of, you know, they you know, how to hike properly type thing. Okay. Um, they had We had an incident here last springtime, um, and it was in regards to bears. We actually had something that was mauled and, and hurt pretty, pretty bad. And so Sierra Nevada Club put out this little excerpt on basically how to how to prevent yourself from from 
you know, being attacked by a bear. Okay. So step one was um, you want to carry a whistle. So you can blow the whistle and, you know, bears don't like the high, high-pitched whistle and they're going to they're gonna go the other direction. Um, step two is if they get close enough, you always want to carry pepper spray. So if for some right. reason you are within that vicinity, you can, you know, you hit the pepper spray with the bear. Um, then they were talking about what, what bear scat looks like, you know, like a you know, pile of bear shit for those of you who don't right. know what scat is. Um, it, it smells like pepper. It's got a little whistle right in the middle of it. Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> on that huh? note, we're going we're gonna to end part one of Diet Loft Pass. Do you have any uh, wrap-ups or promotions or anything you want to do on your side? I don't think so. Um, I'm, I am I can't wait to get into the next episode because that's where shit's going to get yeah. weird. Th- this you know, is we laid the groundwork. We yeah. laid the story. We put out a couple of little theories. But, man, oh, man, I'm flipping ahead here. And there's a bunch of it, it really gets good. out there it type theories that try to explain away what it is that we've talked about already. And that's, yeah, that's going to be fun to talk about. I'm looking forward to that. No, I am too. Definitely. So, um, by all means, you know, follow us on, uh, strange uncles on Twitter. Uh, you can also see us on strange uncles on Instagram as well. Write us a strange uncles at gmail.com. Uh, we have a website called my And on there, uh, we have articles that we kind of post and we put up. In fact, there's a new one I, I published on there about uh, weird shit we did on the moon, ideas about bases. And we even had this cockamamie idea one time we're going to try to blow up the moon with a nuclear detonation. I, I don't want to talk about it because it's just fucking insane. But we put articles like that up there. Uh, you can find them in the toy box section. And you can actually call us too because we actually have a number. So it's uh, area code 801-252-6945. Uh, that's 801-252-6945. I don't know why I'm exaggerating the 69 portion. I, I, just well, I thought you were going to start with 1-900. Oh, but I tried. They're all taken. <laughs> <laughs> Every fucking one of them. I thought that would be fucking perfect if we did. 1-900 Shane's Toy Box. <laughs> yeah, the, oh, Jesus. Shane's Beaver Box. So <laughs> um, we're going to go ahead and do that. Feel, feel free to write us um, any kind of story, encounters, uh, you know, something story your aunt said, or even an idea that you uh, want us to kind of dive into. You know, we're always looking for something to kind of grab onto and do some research for. So, you know, any and all We'll fit underneath that category and, and call that number and or you can text a number as well if that makes you feel better. So, um, yes, yeah, stand by for part two of Dayloft Pass. And Mitchell, thank you, sir, for having your time. Oh, thanks for having me on, as always. I really enjoy it when we get to sit around and shoot the shit for a bit. And uh, it's fun, as always. Yeah, I think so. Close the uh, pass. Close, uh, the, close the pass. Close, 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 close the, the tent. Close the yeah, close the <laughs> you got fuck you man, you got me tongue tied. That's a pretty good one. Close the tent. Um Close the gates. Close the gates. That's great, it starts with an earthquake. Birds and snakes and airplane. Lenny Bruce is not afraid. I have a hurricane, listen to yourself, turn world says its own needs. Dummy serve your own needs. Beat it up and knock speed, grunt, no strength. The fury's beating down your neck Team, my team reporters Baffle Trump, Kevin Croft Look at that, no plane Find them Uh-oh, overflow Population coming through But it'll do Save yourself, serve yourself World, serve your own needs Listen to your heart Leave dummy with the rest You're in the rabbit in the right Right, you patriotic, patriotic Slam, fight, right Like feeling pretty sight It's the end of the world As we know it It's the end of the world And burn, return, listen to yourself, churn Locking in uniform and book, burning blood Letting every motive escalate, automotive Centerate, light a candle, light a motor Step down, step down, watch a heel, crush, crush Uh-oh, this means no fear Cavalier, renegade, steer clear Turn them in, a turn them in, a turn them in, a blind Offer me solutions, offer me alternatives And I decline It's the end of the world As we know it It's the end of the world As we know it
mountains, staying in a line Leonard Bernstein, Liam Madras, Nap, Lenny Bush and Lester Banks Birthday party, cheesecake, jelly bean, boom Symbiotic, patriotic, slam, but nap Fire.